It is so good to preach and see, pe- and see faces. In January of my seventh grade year, I got the worst news that I possibly could have gotten. I had previous fall played football, loved it. And the coaches announced to us as we got back from Christmas break that if you wanted to play football in the eighth grade, you had to run track. I hated running. I was was slow to go through adolescent growth spurt. I was short and pudgy. The thought of running every day for nothing? But I wanted to play football. So, I did. I was bad. There was one race that there was no limit on the number of contestants. That was the three-quarter mile. Not the mile, the three-quarter mile. That was my race. And as I was getting ready for, for, the, for the meet, I thought, I don't want to be last. I know I'm not going to be first, but I just don't want to be last. I was so nervous that I would embarrass myself. And, and so I, I stretched as the coaches told us to stretch. And I, and I, I was working out. I, I was warming up. And, and let me tell you, I was so bad that the shoes that they gave me were like three-year-old high-top tennis shoes that were a size too big. That's how bad I was. I begged my dad for track shoes, and he said, if you want to race, I'll buy you shoes. I thought, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so anyway, I, I went out on the track. The race is about to start. And I was turned away from the stands, and as I pulled down my sweatpants to my ankles, I realized I didn't have shorts on. <laughs> ah. I had just exposed myself to the stands. I pulled them up real quick. Now I'm running in high-top tennis shoes that are too big and these heavy sweatpants. But I'll tell you what, I didn't think about any pain. All I could think about when the gun went off was getting away from the stands. I just took off as fast as I could. I kind of slowed down the, on the back stretch, came around the corner, and then I was running as fast as I could down the home stretch to get away from the stands. Well, on the third lap, I realized there were a couple of kids that were really good, and they were way off ahead of us. I thought, I'm kind of at the head of the pack here, you know? And so as we came out of the curve, I'm thinking, number one, I'm not going to embarrass myself, and number two, I want to get this over with and get away from those people that saw me. (laughs) Well, I got out ahead of the pack and crossed the finish line. Well, my father, who was usually late for things, he shows up and he didn't see the early guys cross the finish line. And so I hear him yelling, Go, John, go! You won! You won! I'm going to buy you those track shoes. It was about three days later that I finally admitted that I hadn't even placed. But I did get those track shoes. And I did get my growth spurt. The writer of Hebrews uses running a race to our Christian life. 
And he says, run with perseverance. And he, he says, run this race with per- perse- perseverance. And you get that perseverance from three things. From those that are with you, we belong together. We are strong side by side. From the forgiveness and grace of Jesus Christ that enables us to lay aside the weight that so many of us carry. And then the focus of Jesus Christ, not upon our troubles, our circumstances, but upon Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. May these words be your words, hide me behind the cross, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. You know, it's interesting that the, uh, the image of a race, it's used several times in the New Testament, and there's a reason. The Greek word for grace is agona, from which we get our word agony. If you've ever run a long-distance race, you know agony. You know how your lungs burn. You know how your legs get, how your legs get rubbery. You know how you just long to get it over with. Agony. Sometimes life is like that. Sometimes life is hard. And it is with faithful perseverance that we prevail. Uh, let's look at the text. Let's move through this. And that, remember the first? Therefore... Since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. We stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us. And, and oftentimes when we look at this passage, we, we think about the cloud of witnesses, the saints that have gone before us. And we kind of, those come to mind as we think about the saints, those who have influenced our life for the faith. But... The word cloud is used uh, in that particular day to uh, usually for a company of people, for those that are physically around you. So it's not only the cloud of witnesses, it's not only those who have gone before us, but it is those that are with us here today. You are a cloud of witnesses. Those witnesses are those that have prayed for us, supported us, mentored us, at times held us accountable and always loved us as Jesus loved us. We belong together. We are stronger side by side. Uh, Second, he says this, let us also lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely. Too much baggage slows us down. Lay aside every weight. When I was running there in the seventh grade, those high-top, two big tennis shoes were holding me back. I was, my father asked me afterwards, why did you have your sweatpants on? <laughs> Lay aside every weight. We, we kind of gather up and carry a backpack, sometimes a suitcase, because we have 
so much that we're carrying around with us bitterness, anger, disappointments, anxieties, fears, COVID-19. We just kind of pack it in and pack it in and pack it in. The writer of Hebrews says, lay it aside. Lay aside the sin that clings so closely. Now, the word clings in the, the Greek is eperistastos. And, and the word literally means to bind, to encircle, to distract. In other words, when he, when he says that clings, it's more than just hanging on to you. It, it is something that trips us up, that, that binds us, that paralyzes us. They impede our faith. I'm clumsy enough as it is. I don't need weights around my ankles. We cannot succeed in the Christian life while living in sin. We have to put aside that bitterness, that anger, our disappointments, those destructive behaviors. And, and, and here's the deal. It is through the forgiveness and power that comes through Jesus Christ that we can lay it aside, that we can forgive ourselves, that we can forgive ourselves and live freely. We can lay aside... Now, again, the Greek word there is apatathemos, apatathemos. And this word um, that, that means lay aside, it's translated that way, but it's more than that. It, it means to cast off and more literally means to renounce out loud. To renounce it out loud, to say it, to speak the words whether it's to a mentor, a good friend, a family member, to renounce it. I renounce, as we say in our baptism ritual, the spiritual forces of wickedness, the evil powers of this world, and I repent of my sin. God, help me through faith to lay aside and renounce all those things that hold me back. Third, He says, let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Now, notice it says here, the race that is set before us. A lot of times, we don't get to choose the race. We, We choose some things. We choose what college, sometimes what we get to go to, if we have numerous job offers we get to choose that but there's so many things in life that we don't choose it is a race that is set before us but just because that race has been set before us doesn't mean that we avoid it we run it with perseverance because the perfecter of our faith Jesus Christ is our focus the Greek word translated to look is aphario. Aphario means to focus so intently that you cannot see anything else. Just imagine for a moment if we were to focus on Jesus in such a way that we didn't see anything else. We, we just saw the way of Jesus. 
Oh man, I long for that kind of faith. I long for that kind of focus. I long for that kind of experience. That as troubles or trials or whatever else comes in life, that I can just so focus on Jesus that all the rest melts away. When we look to Jesus, we find the ability to take the next step, to keep going, to look ahead with hope and anticipation because of what Jesus is doing. In Australia, uh, they have a race every year called the Ultra Marathon. It's a, it's a crazy race from Melbourne to um, uh, Sydney. It's 573.7 miles. I didn't like running three quarters of a mile. <sighs> Every year, professionals from all over the world come to run this race. And they, what you do is you run for 18 hours, and then you sleep for a while, and then you run for 18 hours. It takes several days. And the winner is a national hero in Australia. Well, in 1983, a fellow by the name of Cliff Young shows up at the registration table. Cliff is this 61-year-old man wearing bib overalls, carrying a small backpack, boots with galoshes over his boots. The registration table thought it was a media stunt to get the news out. And so they're kind of looking around for the cameras. And finally, they realized this man was serious. So they registered him, gave him a number, pinned it on his bib. When he walked out to the starting line, the, the professional racers with their expensive shoes and all decked out, ready to run, they, they kind of looked at him with, with, you know, who is this guy? One guy even shouted, get that old man off the track. Well, here's what happened. Five days, 14 hours, and four minutes later, at 1.25 in the morning, Cliff Young came across the finish line first, almost 10 hours ahead of second place. Ah, what is this? He became a national hero. They wanted to know what his secret was. So they, what was he eating and drinking? They looked in his backpack. Just a bottle of water and some sunflower seeds. They kept asking him, what's your secret? What's your secret? And then he said, well, I just ran until it was done. He didn't know he was supposed to sleep. He just kept going. He just kept going. That's perseverance. And friends, when we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses... When we put our faith in Jesus Christ who enables us to lay aside that which is holding us back in this life, when we put our eyes upon Jesus, there is nothing, there's nothing that can stand in the way. Now, I want to tell you, I'm not going to run the Elder Marathon. But all of us can face anything through Jesus Christ. You know, we all know those who are hurting this morning, and some of you may be facing difficult situations, job situations, family situations. We've had several folks that have stayed home this morning because 
of, uh, because of the, the, the spike that's happened. Um, and, and we want people to kind of at their own pace join us. We want to make this the safest environment. People are hurting. All of us at one time or another feel like our strength is flagging and feel discouraged in this Christian ultramarathon. We run the race looking to Jesus, the perfecter of our, and the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Nothing substitutes for the presence of Christ. And, and here's why Jesus doesn't ask us to do anything that he hasn't already done and endured. Just a few, just a little bit. He endured 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness under temptation. He endured his family and friends misunderstanding him. The religious leaders who tested him, tried to trick him and lied about him. He was betrayed, abandoned, and denied by his closest friends. He was unjustly convicted mocked, beaten, and nailed to a cross. Jesus shows us that no matter what we have done or where we are, there is nothing. That's why we value faithful perseverance. Our hope is the cross. Our hope is the cross. For the cross sends a message to a rebellious world that I will never stop loving you. So this morning, if you're hurting, run to the cross. If you're doubting, run to the cross. If you're in pain, run to the cross. If you're guilty, run to the cross. Run to the cross. Let the freedom come. Let the freedom come. Amen.